host Araceli and this is my co-host Armando. Hi guys, I'm Armando and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. Wow, we are officially one week away from WrestleMania. The last SmackDown pretty much before the week of WrestleMania starts was today. How exciting and I was excited for the SmackDown and this SmackDown was exciting. There was a lot of surprises in SmackDown and you will find out later on tonight. Exactly. A lot of surprises. Let us know in the comments below what your biggest surprise from tonight's episode was. Leave it down in the comments. But let's get started with The New Day who opened up the show. And basically, to keep it very, very short and sweet for you guys, they threatened to quit the WWE because they feel like the way Kofi has been treated has been unfair. And they said that they've seen him being treated poorly for the last 11 years and they're not going to stand for that. They have a point up until right now because I believe that Kofi Kingston has been getting screwed and he does deserve the opportunity to have a match for the title at WrestleMania. So I see the point that right there that, that they're arguing. And they also did say they needed to make a decision. By that they mean if they're going to stay in the WWE or if they're going to quit. Because as I said earlier, they did threaten to quit the WWE. And that would be justice for Kofi pretty much is their way of justifying why they want to quit. And Vince comes out because he has had enough. And before he could even say anything, WWE champion Daniel Bryan interrupts Vince. And he comes out. And what does he say, Armando? He pretty much states that he sees Kofi Kingston as a B-plus player. And that he doesn't deserve the opportunity. But I was telling Araceli during the show that Daniel Bryan sees himself as Kofi Kingston and that's his fear that Kofi Kingston might be able to defeat him the same way he did when he won his uh, title at Wrestlemania a couple years back. Yeah so what he means by that is basically at Wrestlemania 30 I believe it was the year 2014 Daniel Bryan was considered by the authority a B-plus player. You're never going to be able to be the top superstar right? And what ended up happening was they put him up in a match against, I believe it was Triple H. And if he was able to beat Triple H, he was going to be inserted into the main match, which was Batista versus Randy Orton. And the entire feud was pretty much him being a B-plus player and having to beat the odds. And to me and to Armando, this storyline reminds us of that. Because they keep pushing it that way. Yeah, and he also seemed himself as Kofi Kingston. His old self, because keep in mind... Right now, Daniel Bryan, he is the new Daniel Bryan. Exactly. And he also goes on to say to not let himself be brainwashed by what a new day has to say because he said they are basically going to try to convince you and manipulate you until giving Kofi Kingston a match at WrestleMania. And no, don't do that. Do not waste another one of your breath. He is a B-plus player and, like you said, does not deserve the opportunity at the WWE Championship. So what does Vince McMahon end up doing with the New Day? He pretty much ended up putting the New Day in a gauntlet match. And if they were victorious and they were able to survive the gauntlet match, then Kofi Kingston would be getting a match at WrestleMania. Exactly. A hundred percent. So, that being said, let's move on to the very first match of the night, which was Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is very weird because I didn't expect Charlotte to go up against Asuka, especially not this close to WrestleMania with the main event set for the Women's Championship. I did see her going against Asuka, but not for the title. 
that was a, I was like, really? They're putting it for the title? Wow, this is this is crazy. And keep in mind that every time that Charlotte has come out with her pink outfit, she always end up losing. So I was like, okay, well, this fits for the title. WrestleMania is pretty much a week away. She is not going to, she's going to lose. She is not going to win. So it's a great test for, for Charlotte. But in our surprise, she ended up winning and she beat the curse of that pink outfit. So... That's very surprising because, like he said, we are a week away from WrestleMania. Where does this leave the main event now? Because, as we do know last night on Raw, they did say that if Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda could not get along during their match against the Riot Squad, they can pretty much kiss the main event goodbye. And they would pretty much forfeit their opportunity, which means that the main event will no longer be happening. So... Now that Charlotte is the champion, where does this lead them to? Because one, they could unify the championships. Or two, they could potentially just have Ronda versus Becky Lynch at the main event, just like the WWE Universe wanted since the very beginning, and just have Charlotte have a different match with somebody else. Yeah, and no matter who you throw against Charlotte, you know Charlotte is going to carry the match just because of a caliber of superstar that she is. Exactly, 100% agree with you on that one. You could throw her with whoever you want, and she's going to deliver. Yeah, and then during the match, we saw Asuka being prepared for, for Charlotte. We saw that she knew that the only way of beating Charlotte was by beating her by submission. Exactly. And we did see that, but they were both so good that they were able to counter their submission move so quickly until Charlotte was able to get the figure eight locked in. Exactly, and at this point, they know each other super, super well. And that's something that benefits both women because Charlotte, we already know she's good. We know the potential that she has, but when you give her an advantage that big of her already knowing her opponent, she could be 100 times more dangerous. And Asuka always does her homework. Of course, she knows Charlotte, but also keep in mind, Asuka has not been able to defeat Charlotte Flair in a singles match. So at this point, it's like, where does this leave Asuka? Because you don't just are giving your title shot opportunities anymore. You have to earn them. So she pretty much doesn't even have a rematch clause. Yeah, so that means she's not going to have a match at WrestleMania. And if they even decide to have the Battle Royal, what happens with the rest of the women? That's a very interesting question. And keep in mind, too, that there was also a Fatal 4-Way match scheduled for tonight's SmackDown, but it didn't happen. And I think that had to do a lot with the title change. Yeah, so now it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the main event going into WrestleMania. So we'll find out, I guess, next week on the Go Home Show before WrestleMania. A lot of interesting things starting to shape up. So we'll see what happens next week on Raw and on SmackDown. Yes. All right, let's get into Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles. This was probably one of the most talked about matches. People wanted to see this match. And people thought it was going to be absolutely incredible. But it all got ruined when Randy Orton interfered maybe two, three minutes into the match and just RKO'd AJ Styles. Keep in mind this match, like Araceli said, it was going to be a great match. I know a lot of you guys have seen it down in the independent scene. But it was the first time seeing this match in the WWE just like we saw last night. Samoa Joe versus Curtin. 100%. And I, I kind of understand, though, because AJ Styles being AJ Styles and the way this match ended, it makes sense. Simply because you really haven't had a build going into WrestleMania between Orton and AJ. 
And I think this is perfect because now next week you can expect something bigger and something better. And Kurt Angle, well, this was his last match on SmackDown. And, I mean, it's an honor to be able to face AJ Styles, I assume, is, is the way he feels. But going into next week, it's going to be interesting to see where he's at going into his match. And you could also see that Kurt Angle was pretty upset because Randy Orton interfered in his match. I mean, I would too if it was one of my last matches. Probably the last match of Kurt Angle on Raw. On SmackDown. On Smackdown I'm sorry. Keep, keep in mind still next week, but I don't know if he's going to wrestle on SmackDown next week. Yeah, exactly. So, moving on to The Miz. He pretty much says that Shane made this entire feud personal that when he got attacked in his own hometown by Shane McMahon in front of his father, you know, that really brought something new out of The Miz. And that's what made it personal. And he vows to destroy Shane McMahon at WrestleMania and he also pitched in a new stipulation false count anywhere so he's definitely out to get revenge on Shane McMahon definitely and I Shane McMahon was able to get to the Miz and he figured out who, how and that was using the Miz's dad and it worked and now Shane has made it personal and excited to see this match especially if it's a false count anywhere match Yes, and so Shane decides to interrupt, but how does he interrupt? He's a McMahon. He's got to go big. He has security lined up, and he also has a couple of superstars on on the uh, ring, at the top of the ring. On the ramp. Yeah, exactly, on the ramp, sorry. And then he comes out, and he's basically like, if it's going to be a false count anywhere match, then yes, I accept. I can't wait to beat you in front of everybody at WrestleMania. So he accepts the match, and then he obviously wants to get inside of the Miz's head, and that's something that's very hard because you can't just get into the Miz's head. And he tells the Miz that the biggest mistake George Mazzana never made was pretty much having Miz and impregnating his mother. And so there, that moment, he pushed it. The Miz lost it, and he went right after them and cleaned house completely. Yeah, I went through security and all the superstars. And this is a different Miz. This is a Miz that's motivated, that wants to prove why he is one of the best wrestlers in the roster. And what better to prove it than against the, the boss's son or it, your boss? Exactly. Exactly. And he also wants to prove that respect is earned, not given. And that's something he's definitely earned from the WWE Universe. So, very, very interesting to see what happens next week. I want to see them, you know, go at it just because they really haven't touched each other or Miz hasn't been able to touch Shane since Fastlane. Yeah, and that is correct. And we know that also that Shane McMahon, he's a risk taker. So, if it's a false count anywhere, man, you could match, you could expect Shane McMahon to be flying off stuff and, and doing some incredible and extreme things. Exactly. Very interesting match leading into WrestleMania. All right, let's get into pretty much the main event, which was the New Day Gauntlet match. Keep in mind, if the New Day is able to defeat all the teams that Vince has ready for them, Kofi Kingston gets added to the WrestleMania match. Well, he will have a match at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan, and he's going to WrestleMania. So let's find out what ends up happening. The first match is the New Day versus Carl and Anderson. Keep in mind, this was a gauntlet match tag team, so it's not like we saw last week where it was a pretty much a single singles competition. So in this one, you have the advantage that you could tag your partner and get a little bit of rest and recover. So that makes a huge difference, and 
we were able to see this throughout the match. And the New Day, very, very fresh for the very first match. They were able to defeat Carl and Anderson in under five minutes. Are you surprised? No, not really. They don't really give Carl and Anderson the time that they deserve at this point. But that was the very first win for the New Day. And they were one step closer into getting Kofi Kingston into that match. And I think that was a very smart strategy by the New Day. Having able to get rid of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows within the first couple of minutes is huge because it's, you save your energy and keep in mind the longer you're in the ring the more exhausted you get exactly and the new day versus Nakamura and Rusev so this one was very interesting because you already know Rusev the powerhouse Big E the powerhouse and then the other two are kind of just everything else that pieces it together but you really have to give it to Rusev and Nakamura because they gave them a fight they were able to slow down the New Day, especially Xavier Woods. And that is very, very crucial because if you can take out the speed, then you're one step closer. Yeah, and I think uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev were pretty much evenly matched with uh, Big E and Xavier Woods. One, because on one side you have a powerhouse like Big E, and on the other one, the other powerhouse like Rusev. And you have a pretty much, you could say, creative high flyer a striker, if anything, uh, Nakamura matched on that on that perspective. Yes, definitely evenly matched, but you also have to give it to the New Day because, as Armando was mentioning to me during the match, he said that the New Day has an excellent strategy, and it's not just in this type of match, it's in every single match that they have, and I've noticed that now. He said that the New Day makes sure they take out one of the other, one half of the other team, and then they use the two-on-one advantage to pick up the win. And yeah. that is exactly what they did. And they take them out, but they take them out outside of the ring. So, for example, let's say Xavier Wood goes out and does a suicide dive and takes out Shinsuke Nakamura. Then immediately he goes up and Big E's already up there getting ready to do the finisher. And they both able to execute the finisher. So we got to see that throughout the match a couple times. Not on this one and on the next match as well. Exactly. So that was very crucial going up against the bar, which was the next team that they were able to face. At this point, they've defeated two teams. And I think the bar was their biggest challenge in this gauntlet match, simply because of the experience that they had and the amount of physicality you were able to see. If it was me, I would have loved to face this team at the beginning, just because, like you said, it's the toughest team. They're former champions, and it's just, you have powerhouses. Yeah. Right? And it would have wasted your energy a lot more in the beginning, but you would have gotten it over with. And you wouldn't have to worry, okay, if I don't beat this team, it's over. You would have done that in the beginning, and once you beat them, it was pretty much ball game from there. And the next one, class act. You absolutely have to give it to the Usos, because it was going to be the New Day versus the Usos. They come out, and then they said, we're forfeiting. But keep in mind, before that, once the the bar had lost, they had attacked the New Day. They put a Big E through it through a table and they took out Xavier Wood so the Usos came out and you, you immediately thought this is pretty much over knowing the Usos they're going to go for the win because they have that winning mentality but like you said out of respect for for Kofi they decided to forfeit the match yeah so he pretty much gave the entire recap of that match um, so they, they decided that they respect Kofi Kingston and they've had so many battles with the New Day and at this point, the New Day has nothing left to prove to them. So they decide to forfeit the match. And therefore, the New Day advances. And at this point, 
Daniel Bryan is seen backstage completely losing it. He's destroying his entire locker room. And then, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are the last team to face the New Day. And at first, you were like, okay, well, at this point, as you had already said, the Biggie was out. The powerhouse of the team was out. He had been put through a table. And at this point, it was pretty much over again. It's one of those things where you saw it and you're like, it happened to Kofi last week. It's over. There's no way they're going to beat this team. And one way or another, the New Day pulls through. Yeah, and how they end up uh, pulling through, they outsmart the new Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Exactly. Speed, smart, being smart, and obviously having that experience is what helped them out. Biggie was smart. Uh, He saw that Daniel Bryan had instructed Rowan to put him through a table, the announce table, and Biggie immediately goes over there. And what does he do? He flips the table on Rowan and pretty much wins by countout. So, yeah. hey, a win is a win. And again, going back to what I said before, Xavier Woods was able to take out Daniel Bryan, and that was crucial enough for Big E to flip over the table and have have it over Eric Rowan and pretty much get a countout victory. Yes, he is definitely correct on that one. So... That means Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. The entire locker room comes out and they all celebrate. Everybody was seen backstage watching this match. Everybody was cheering on the New Day. But you also got to see Vince leaving in his limo and they asked him, so the New Day won. Does this mean Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania? And Vince was like, I am very impressed. Yes, Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. But keep in mind what Vince McMahon said a couple weeks ago remember what I say and listen to what I tell you guys so what that means is most likely this is not over and I think Vince McMahon may have something up his sleeve for next week yes but at the end of the day Kofi's going to Mania so whether he changes his mind or not Kofi Kingston is still going to go to Wrestlemania because at the end of the day if he decides you know what I don't want Kofi to go to Mania, I want him to have another obstacle. Kofi's going to overcome it, and he's going to go to WrestleMania regardless. So it's pretty much a given now. Now, interesting to see how he's going to play it next week, as you said. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week. And that is all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. A few things before we let you guys enjoy the rest of your day or night. Depends on when you're watching this. Uh, first things first, we will be at WrestleMania pretty much next week. It's exciting. So stay tuned for content. We are going to be doing predictions and all that good stuff. Also, if you come find us at WrestleMania during the week, we'll be hooking you guys up with shirts. So make sure you guys come find us. Say hi if you do see us. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a sibling today. Let everybody know that we are the brand new podcast that's taking over. Yeah, so come find us before the shirts run out. We only have a limited amount. So if you see us, don't hesitate. We'll go ahead and give you one. Yes, come say hi. We would like to meet all of our fellow siblings. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Amanda, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much, and see you next time. Yep, see you next week on a brand new episode.